I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Hi there. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. I'm very good. Uh, welcome to Making the Cut, our podcast hosted by myself, Michael Douglas, not the real one, and Davina McCall, the real one. Do you like that? Yeah, well, I, it upsets me a bit, that, because Michael uh, Douglas, American Michael Douglas Schmugglers, you know, like, you are the real one. Uh, well, you know, some would say that and some wouldn't. Anyway, I've got something to say about that in a minute. So welcome to our podcast, Making the Cut, where... We essentially recommend things to you that we think you would like uh, because mm-hmm. they're things that we've either experienced or someone's shown us or something we've watched or read or tasted and we think we should share it with our viewers. So making the cut is not a reference to hair cutting, as you might think. Uh, it's not a reference to plastic surgery at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but who Although, knows? We're getting I have older. found a plastic surgeon... Yeah, I've found an amazing plastic surgeon. You are going to love him. He is the font oh of knowledge. What? You he's want me to young, have plastic surgery? He's interesting. And he is going to tell us, like, all the new... There are so many newfangled bits of plastic. It's, it's contentious because people will be like, what are you doing trying to sell plastic? I'm not at all. I just, I find it fascinating. Oh yeah, it is fascinating. I mean, it's one of the most fascinating things of our our generation or our time. Totally. So at some point we're going to get a plastic surgeon on, but this podcast is not to do with, it's not not to do with cutting skin or cutting hair. It's to do with products, services, and all sorts of different things that we put through um, our recommendation process, and it's whether they make the cut or not. And on this occasion, we've got some nice things, right? That um, made the cut. I've got three episodes worth of stuff. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to divulge it all today, but I, I've, I could, like, we could, we could record three episodes today. I've got that much good stuff to, uh, wow, to recommend. I know. Well, it's been Christmas, and you bought me loads of nice things that I want to tell people about. So there's a few things there um, that have been that have been good. And then I've acquired a few a few new things since Christmas. And I know boredom. that you've you've acquired something that I gave my son for Christmas. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to tell you a bit about that. So that is the premise of the podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, and if for those of you who've listened before, welcome back. It's so nice Hi. to have you. So yeah, that's 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 it. I've done the intro. Is that all right? Yeah, I mean, I thought you did a great job. Oh, it was much, it was it? really good. I mean, we're I've very casual. It. When I when I listen to other podcasts, yeah, they're they're really serious when they do their intros. Mm. They kind of go, "Hi, my name is Elizabeth Day, and this okay. you're listening to How to Fail." Then there's a piece of music, <laughs> and they say something else. You know, it's it's proper. Yeah, we're, we're often... quite fluid, but I think that is part of our appeal. There's something kind of casually chaotic about us that's. A bit cool. Unproduced. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're unproduced, we're yeah. Yeah, we're unproducible. 
yeah, I've often thought that I'd quite like for us to compose our own music at some point. We're definitely going to do that in our we studio. Said, yeah, when we said, oh, we're going to have our own podcast, I was like, I'm going to write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, uh, do all the artwork myself, all the graphic design. We're going to do all the yep. Instagram account and all the rest of it. Well, um, we are. We, yeah, I mean, we've done half of that, but we've not written the theme tune, some of the theme tune, I've done the artwork. We, we should do that. It's, it's we're weirdly a work busy. In progress. That's exactly what we are. Um, it's yeah. been, I'm weirdly busy considering it's a lockdown. I'm just, I'm tell me what snod, you're doing. Snod under. Well, I've started to do you these. You should tell everybody clinics. what you're doing because the hair oh, yeah, clinics yeah. are amazing. I'm good, watching right? the hair clinics for fun. You're that good. Yeah. Do you know, there's a skateboarder called Barton34. He watches every day. He's bald, Bart, Barton34. And my big dream about being like a TV hairdresser was always to try and make a, a TV program about hair that a bald man would find entertaining. If, it, if I could crack and that, Barton, if the Holy Barton's Grail. done it. Barton's done it. He watches every day. He comes in, I watch him come up. He's oh. one of the first people to join. He said, I just love watching. And I was thinking, I've cracked it. You know, I've made something entertaining enough. A bald man would but watch. I think yes. that's because you're so personable. Like I watched no, well, today's you. this afternoon. Mm. And there's a bit at the beginning where you go, you look at the camera and you're just sort of there for a while. I'm thinking, what's he doing? Like, what is he doing? And you went, just getting my cover photo yeah. for the cover, you know, cover of the, the piece so it can yeah. look nice in it. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And well, when you go to upload the video, it says yes. choose a cover. And, and of course, if I give myself like a five second cover, you can spot it in the feed and then give yourself the cover. So but that's very yeah. clever. But I love the fact that you just told us what you were doing. I was like, oh, yeah. that's what <laughs> he's doing. I see. Oh, it's frozen. Yeah. It, it um, was so, very yeah. interesting. I'm doing a hair clinic every day, every weekday, basically, on my Instagram page, MD London. And it was mainly to kind of try and ease up the huge volume of traffic that I was getting on Instagram. So I was just getting hundreds of DMs a day where people said, oh, you know, here are my roots. These are my ends. Could you recommend a colour so I could, I could colour my roots? And I was thinking, I can't do 100 messages a day. I wasn't spending any time with my kids. So I was like constantly bogged down on, on, on that. So I thought, what if I just did half an hour every day live on Instagram, people can come on and I will just answer questions for half an hour solid. But then the rest of the time I can get off my phone a bit. Anyway, it's worked an absolute treat. People seem to really enjoy it. It's lifted a huge amount of stress and anxiety off my, my can shoulders. Can we talk about that quickly? Yeah. The anxiety and stress on your shoulders. Yeah. Because it does weigh heavy, right? Like it really does. Than I thought it would. Like you really, you cannot leave a question unanswered. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning to because I just can't physically do it. But yes, it bothers me in quite a big way because somebody's very kindly said, oh, you know, it'd be really grateful if you could help me. And I think, oh, yes, I could try and help you, you know. And then they send you a question, they go, oh, I've got this problem. And then you think, well, I need to see a picture. So then they send some pictures, but the pictures aren't quite right. You know, and you go, I need to see the, the roots or I need to see side of your hair and then if and you've then, got 60 of those a day oh yeah like and then you're thinking is she a six or is she a seven what's on the ends and does she want to go darker or does she want to go lighter you know so there's a there's a whole consultation to do with every message that comes through and yeah. i thought I, i'm gonna go mad and and have a little mini mini breakdown or something so yeah that, that's what the hair clinics were all about but they seem to be going really well they're, they're a really nice enjoyable thing for me to do so don't think for a second that somehow they're difficult or, or, or tricky. I love them. And it gives me real purpose because I get up in the morning, I think I've got to go for a run, take it off for a walk, eat breakfast, blah, 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 and then do the hair talk. And oh, it's so nice having purpose. Can we also just quickly discuss your studio that you built in the attic? Yeah, we can. So I was doing everything from my kitchen. 
Um, but what I like is access to everything. So I like to have all the colors laid out. So I've got a bit of L'Oreal there, a bit of Garnier there, a bit of Clairol there, a bit of Living Proof there. You know, so if someone asks me a question, I can grab it and say, you need this or you need that. You know, like it's just so much easier to do that. It's more interactive and so on and so forth. So I had a loft space. So I built a, like a mini studio up there. All the products are laid out where I can access. What them. I love is the TV screen with the words that are coming up on the TV screen. <laughs> yeah. That is never, that is never going to get old. No, it's amazing, isn't I it? I love so, that. It was Joel's idea that he said, what you should do is have a TV so screen good. behind you, connect your iPad to it. So when you're drawing a strand of hair in, in Procreate, people can see so good. what's going on. So yeah, it's working really well. So if you need hair advice, people, uh, 11 o'clock, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 11 a.m. that is. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesdays, I'm doing 7 p.m. in the evening because I, I understand people are working either in the NHS And it's or all schools. free and you can join in yeah. and you, you can get a consultation yeah yeah and yeah yeah you just uh, if you if you click to uh, to come on live i'll cover you can bring on bring you on live and then we'll do a consultation and, and bingo but it's Love very enjoyable it. but yes sorry but that, that it, we after saying this wasn't about hairdressing all of a sudden it became about hairdressing yeah but can, can i just say this is something yeah. that i i would recommend to our listeners that you are well, doing you. you're offering a service so we are recommending that if they want to help have some hair help listen to you 11 o'clock weekdays except wednesday there you go. Do you want to go first or should we... Yes. Should we read something so, out first? I, I, no, well, I'd quickly like to talk about something that we talked about last week. Yep. So we, we talked... I mentioned Anjula Devi because she cooks yes. Indian food. She's an amazing woman. She's. I just love her energy. I worked with Lakeland for a bit and um, she was working with Lakeland and we sort of met and fell in love there. <laughs> and um, so I followed her on Instagram. And I think back then... She had a Is that where you met her then at Lakeland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I love Lakeland. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, it's the best. I mean, I just used yes. to sit in the bath and go through the catalogue, right? Just surfing yes. things that I wanted. Anyway, she's now got 15.6 thousand followers. She's a chef, she's an author, she's a food consultant for Manchester United football team. What? She, yes. Um, and the other thing that I love that she does because I don't know if you've had much home cooked Indian food, if you've got any friends that are Indian, or have you ever been around to somebody that's actually cooking home cooked Indian? It's off the charts amazing. Mm. It's a different league to the kind of food that you would get at a, an Indian takeaway type place. So she does these masterclasses that you can book. And I'm always trying to find gift ideas for people that aren't just a gift that is something that you could learn learn from really engage with so buying somebody a masterclass a cooking masterclass would be such a good present and maybe you could get a gang together and do it as a you know I don't know like anyway she contacted me after Mm -hmm. I spoke last week and I said I don't do a lot of home Indian cooking because there are so many quite complicated Indian spices that I wouldn't use for anything else. And I never quite know what to have. And I'm always slightly missing the one really important thing. And she said, she contacted me and she said, you need a masala dabba. And when she does these masterclasses, she tells everybody, you need to go and get a masala dabba. And I was like, I don't know what it is yet, but I want it already. (laughs) I want one. So, it's, sorry, it's a, a dabba, D-A-B-B-A? Yeah, a D-A-B-B-A. Wow, and okay. So basically, it's a traditional Indian stainless steel spice box. And it's made up of, it's basically a round stainless steel tin. And then inside 
are seven circular smaller pots yeah. so they go around the outside and then like a pot in the middle and a lid and a spice spoon and obviously one of the key elements in indian cooking is timing mm-hmm. like it's really important that you get everything in at the right time yes and this is just the perfect starter kit so the kind of the best stuff you want for a starter kit for an Indian meal, and you'll understand what I mean by you might not have all of these things just pottering about in your kitchen, is mustard seeds, cardamom, mm-hmm. turmeric, red chili powder, cumin seeds, ground coriander, and of course, garam masala. Okay. Garam, garam, garam masala. Garam masala. Okay. Oh, I'm Good. really showing myself up now. Definitely asking the wrong person. And Julia's going to get in touch okay. with me again and just go, this is how you say it. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. So this is, this is like We're what learning. you need for a starter kit. And I looked it up online. I mean, when, when I get like into my new home and uh, I've built a kitchen, it's going to, this piece of um, kind of Indian spicery, it just looks so nice. If you're listening on the Entail app now, we'll put a picture of this yeah. uh, dabber on there. But I'm also going to put a, a picture of my condiment tray on there because it sounds like it's an. It sounds to me like it's direct two, competition. Yeah, there is a competition going on between these two metal trays because my, my condiment tray is a metal tray as well. But also that they could I mean, somehow be merged together in some kind of fantasy yes. fusion land of Frank's hot sauce and garam masala. Well, wait, I'm going to show you a picture of one okay. because you are going to think, oh, my God, this is like such a beautiful thing. Look. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just want it already. Take a picture of that. Isn't it's it not... pretty? Yeah. If that was just a... Look at the circle in the middle. You could like you can divide that up into quarters and have even more spices. Yeah. And the thing is, you want small pots. Um, yes because the actually the herbs and spices the reason why you've got a lid is because they can't they do go off and they lose their scent and they lose Mm -hmm. their kind of strength so you do need to use them you need to keep cooking your food okay but anyway Um, thank you angela follow her she's so inspirational you know once i've got my masala dabber i'm off yeah well thanks very much for getting in touch I like the idea of just having that and throwing it into all sorts of different foods as well. Like if you were doing like a bolognese, you'd think, oh, let's just chuck a bit of this in here and see what happens, you know. Well, I mean, obviously um, things like red chilli powder, you, you'd use quite a lot. And um, all the time. The ground coriander's gorgeous. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's cardamom. Well, I haven't used cardamom that much. Turmeric, gorgeous. Though. You put mustard seeds and mashed potato? No. Oh, you're in for a treat. Really? Oh, Good Lord, oh. yeah. Uh, okay, you can jot that down. You know that I'm doing it. Just I'm put doing like it. a teaspoon of of, uh, of mustard seeds into the mashed potato and mash them all in. Oh my God, it's fantastic. Great. They're, like, they're kind of sweet, you know, and they're sweet and mustardy at the same time. Really? Especially with all the butter and salt. It's like an absolute mm. oh. butter and salt. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the two key words there. Just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, Davina McCall eats more butter than <laughs> than. Uh, then Paddington eats marmalade. Never seen anything like it. You go, oh, would you want a crumpet for breakfast? Michael! Go, it's like, what? Never mind sugar-free Davina. It's got to be butter-free Davina. There's no. a whole new book coming. No, you wouldn't write that book? No. No, I don't think you could live without butter. Five weeks to butter-free? No. Can, can, if you're making crumpets tomorrow or something like that, or, the, or, or, or anyway, <laughs> can you take a picture so people can see just... The level of 
they're not ready. It's it's virgin. It's bad. Well, gluttony. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's gluttony. You've seen seven, haven't you? The, the gluttony scene. That's her with butter on a crumpet. Um, it's incredible. God, well, I'll tell you what. First thing I'll do, there's a couple of book things I want to do. First of all, yes. one of the things is, is to go back to the book I reviewed yes. last week called Great Thinkers. But you bought me a book for Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. and it's this one here. Oh, uh, yes. And it's Dan Snow's book. Now, Dan Snow's a great friend of mine, but he's one of those friends that, you know, if he wrote a book, he would never ring me and say, oh, I've written a book. You know, like... He, he just does stuff without telling anybody, you know, and then just puts it on Instagram. <laughs> and it's like, not like he does stuff. He does, like, great, amazing stuff and doesn't yeah, tell anybody. But he, does, yeah. he wouldn't say, oh, I've written a book. Do you want a copy of it or anything? I went to meet him once at Waterson's where he was doing a book signing. And I took my kids when they were little, like six and eight. And I went to uh, the children's section and I found a Mr. Man book called Mr. Snow. And I took it to him and I said, could you, oh. could you sign this for us, Mr. Snow? Oh. So I have a Mr. Snow, Mr. Man book. Oh, uh, oh shut up. Signed by Mr. Snow. No, that good, is the nicest story. <laughs> <laughs> there he was, signing his great history books about, you know, the Battle of Quebec. And uh, I waltzed in with Mr. Snow and said, we're not, we're not interested in your great, magnificent bit of No, it's funny now. you should say the Battle of Quebec, because that's one, yeah. one of the battles that I know. It, oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. The great scaling you know, of the wall. The Americans would have spoke French, had they not? Mm-hmm. Won, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I believe that the, the term, the thin red line, comes from there, which was the line of redcoats that fought on that battle ah. as they walked towards it. It was crossing the thin red line, you know, it was, it was all those, those men fighting. Anyway. So is it called On This Day in History, I seem to remember? It's, yes, it's a Dan Snow, a Sunday Times bestseller, I might add. Of course. Um, and uh, and you get three months free access to History Hit. We talked about History Hit before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called On This Day in History, Dan Snow. So um, on this day in history, bearing in mind that today is the, is the 12th of January, we're recording mm-hmm. this, but it, uh, this won't go out until the 15th. So uh, today, uh, a donation was made by Miss Fanny Talbot. Nobody's called Fanny anymore, <laughs> are they? This was in 1895 when she made a donation of a Welsh cliff top, 4.5 acres of a Welsh cliff top, uh, overlooking Cardigan Bay to a new organization, which became known as the National Trust. Wow. National Trust, yeah, was born on this day through that, um, through that donation from Miss Fanny Talbot. Wow. And, um, and it, was a, it was a place where, I think in Welsh, it's called Dinas Olu, uh, which means Citadel of Light. It was this am- amazingly uh, a beautiful place really. And um, she wanted then to start a kind of trend of people donating huge chunks of well, land. She did. So, yes, and uh, she got in touch, I think, with Beatrix Potter, and who managed to to save enormous chunks of the Lake District. Um, wow! So that's that's what happened today, as we're recording this, was the birth of the National Trust. But on the fifteenth of January, of, wait, Michael, yeah? are you a member of the National Trust? I don't think so. We are as a family. Is there a blended um, family uh, well, no. Well, I was thinking that you could, like, <laughs> well, there is a bit. You'll have to go as a Douglas family. But yeah. I cannot tell you, once this lockdown is finished, mm. it's a fantastic oh, organisation yeah. well, to be a part of. You I'll can go you to what. any house or anywhere for free. Yes. Well, well, let me just read you this. What does it say here? Um, the National Trust is the largest membership organisation in the United Kingdom. Its extraordinary growth and its impact on com- 
contemporary life is a 20th century phenomenon. Today, it's one of the country's largest landowners looking after more than 600,000 acres and owns wow. hundreds of properties. Once protected by the trust, it would take a specific act of parliament to sell, demolish or develop them. Isn't that um, great? It's amazing that, isn't it? Great bit of history. But if you're listening to this on Friday, which you will be doing hopefully, the 15th of January was the coronation of Queen Elizabeth I. Wow! I know. How great's that? So there's a whole piece on, on that, which I won't read out, but Gordon, it's after a really the crown, good... Watching the crown, it's like... Yeah. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, the crown's brilliant for immersing yourself in, in mm. royal history, isn't it? Mm. Um, so obviously, uh, it was Queen Elizabeth I. This is in 1559. Oh, sorry, I thought you said um, Queen Elizabeth II. Yes. Oh, what am I talking no. about? I knew that. When was Queen Elizabeth II coronated again? Was it summer? Oh, I mean, 1952, maybe May yes, or something but like that. 52, but it was definitely the It was in the summer. summer. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Yeah. Grit's a great book. Wow. Uh, so, you know, if you, you know, you can go to any page, your kids' birthdays, your birthday, you know, like, it's just fascinating having a little look at what went on on your, on that day, you know, any day. So it's a great one for reading. Just every day I pick that up and just uh, go through that. But on the subject of books is obviously The Great Thinkers, this book that I um, got from Andy for Christmas. Chapter three, The Stoics. Oh, so there was a piece in there I really did want to read out and it's about anxiety. So first of all, there's a, there's a section about the Stoics. So we ba basically, very quickly, we recommend yeah. this book in its entirety, but Michael, every day, Michael calls me and goes, oh my God, I've just read something else. And then he tells me about it. And I think we need to share this with you. So yeah. it is from a book that we've recommended, but we're going to keep reading you little snippets because these really are life tools. We're recommending life tools, but these are life tools from 2000 years ago. Yeah. I mean, the Stoics were around, to, I think, yeah, they were 2400 years ago. And mm -hmm. it says here, Stoicism, Stoicism, Stoic, Stoicism, Stoicism. <laughs> yeah, you had it right. Yeah, can help us with four problems in particular. So the four problems is anxiety which is great, right? Because everybody's anxious. Everybody's anxious, yeah. Uh, fury or anger. Uh, paranoia, which is another great one. And then uh, a loss of perspective. So I have to say these four or five pages in this book just couldn't be more relevant. But the, the anxiety one was the, was the best one I read. But it says, at all times, so many terrible things might happen. The standard way for people to cheer us up when we're mired in anxiety is to tell us that we will after all be okay an embarrassing email might not be discovered sales could yet take off and there might be no scandal but the stoics bitterly opposed such a strategy because they believe that anxiety flourishes in the gap between what we fear might and what we hope could happen the larger the gap the greater will be the oscillations and the disturbances of mood i was like Oh, God almighty, that's brilliant. So the problem is hope. Like, well, there's, too, there's too much of it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, my, my middle daughter got very anxious when she was younger, uh, uh, basically after my sister died and, you know, all my kids were very present around my sister's illness and then her death. And oh, yeah, yeah. the doctor, when I said, because she'd got quite, she'd got very tidy and was like, had to tidy everywhere before she could sleep and mm -hmm. and um the doctor said do not reassure her right. do, do not tell her everything's going to be all right i was like yeah 
really? Oh, yeah. is, that, is that not what you do when somebody's worried and they were like, no, because it, it might not be. Yeah. And they know, they know that. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, it was so interesting. Anyway, what's interesting is that we talked about it a lot. It wasn't a secret. I didn't tell her it was all going to be all right. We talked through the worst case scenario. We talked through what would be the worst thing that could happen. And she's absolutely fine now. Yeah. All gone. Amazing, isn't it? Just, just to finish mm. off this bit, it says, it says here, to regain calm, what we need to do is systematically and intelligently crush every last vestige of hope. <laughs> Seems quite desperate, that. Yeah. It? it says, rather than appease ourselves with sunny tales, it is far better, the Stoics proposed, to courageously come to terms with the very worst possibilities and then make ourselves entirely at home with them. Yeah. I mean... I, I do this anyway, weirdly, I, when I mm. read it, what I loved about it so much was, was I fully understood what it was asking me to do because I mm. do it all the time. I always imagine myself in prison. I always imagine myself wrongly convicted <laughs> of a crime and put in prison. And what would I do? How would I deal with it? And I've come to terms with the fact that I would be, I would be fine. I wouldn't kill myself. Like I'm not saying anything, yeah. but you do yeah. look a bit like Elvis Presley and Jailhouse Rock. Right yeah. Now. I've got, I've got a very prison like jumper on, haven't I? Haven't got a strappy jumper on. Anyway, I just wanted to, uh, I mean, we've recommended the Stoic stuff before, the Daily Stoic, that Ryan Halliday book, mm. which is absolutely brilliant. But I th mm. I, no one's ever captured the Stoics so well as this chapter in this book uh, mm. that I, I must have read it 15 times now to try and make it go into my brain properly, because I found it more helpful than any kind of modern day self-help story that I've read recently. It, it's, and it's if, if that one little bit doesn't speak to you, there is an entire book of amazing oh, chunks, golden yeah. nuggets of information. Yeah. Great Thinkers is just full mm. of those kind of life hacks. Yeah. Right? Things that will, literally things that will, well, Oprah Winfrey calls them a ta-da moment. Okay, yeah. You know, when you go, ta-da. Yeah. And everybody has different ta-da moments because we're all different. Mm. But I love the fact that you found yours. Brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Um, I very quickly want to talk, because you mentioned prison. Mm. Uh, and I mentioned oh, prison. Yeah. And I quickly wanted to talk about link. this, which I'm showing uh, Michael a picture of the front of this book. I'm showing him a picture of the front of the book because this is, this is written by a friend of mine called Michael Emmett. And... Michael has got the best face I have ever seen. <laughs> do, do you not think that that is just a face that's lived oh, a yes. thousand lives? Uh, Look yeah, at that yeah, face. Totally. It, it's like, a stoic you just, face. <laughs> you just know that there are stories behind this face. Mm. Anyway, it's called Sins of Fathers. And it's uh, underneath it says a spectacular break from a dark criminal past. I'm going to quickly read out some of the blurb on the back, which is yeah, recommendations from famous people. And it will really give you an insight into who Michael Emma is. So the first one is from Ray Winston. You are, you're you banging are, out of Says a cracking read really gets to the bottom of the madness of a man fighting his demons. I right. mean, it's already got me there. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Gumbel, do you know who Nikki Gumbel is? He, well, he's not have Nicky you, Campbell. Have you heard of um, Alpha? It's a mm. course. Um, it's a, it's a so. sort of, I, I don't really like to call them born again Christians, but it's an alpha course to help young people learn about Christianity. No, well, I've never heard of it. And Holy Trinity Brompton is a big church um, okay. in London. And Holy Trinity Brompton is seen as kind of like the home of Alpha. 
And the pioneer of Alpha is Nicky Gumbel, and he's the vicar at Holy Trinity Brompton. And he said his life may have had its ups and downs, but it is a wonderful example of God's transforming power. So Michael Emmett basically found God in prison. Okay. And then Eddie Richardson, former London crime boss, says, take it from me. Michael got up to some mischief. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they call it? (laughs) And to find some peace at the end of it all, you really need to hear this story. Then Paul Anderson, who's an actor from Peaky Blinders and The Revenant, says Michael's story is a striking reminder that not only when we're lost in the abyss of darkness do we find the real treasure and forge onwards towards the light. And then Reverend Canon Mike Pilavacci, MBE, says Sins of Fathers is both gut-wrenching and heartwarming. Michael Emmett is searingly honest and incredibly vulnerable in telling his story. So I bought this book. I mean, I know him. I didn't want to get it sent. Yes. I didn't want there to be any kind of ties to me having to talk about it yeah, on yeah. the podcast. So I bought it and I thought, I'm going to go to the loo like you do. And I'll yep. just read the sort of first chapter. I was in mm-hmm. the loo for 35 minutes. I was only weeing. Wow. I can't yeah. be good for your... Uh, I couldn't, couldn't put it down. Oh, and Charlie Mackesy does a really nice quote on the front. Yes, now, who... I noticed. That, I mean, I can't think of anyone more law-abiding than well, Charlie Mackesy and Michael and Emmett are very close because I... they are both... Uh, well, they're both uh, Christians. And oh. they both, I think they both go to uh, Holy Trinity Brompton. So wow, that's how okay. they know each other. And he says, Michael is living proof that love always has the power to bring you home. And mm. it is a story of redemption. But he was, to give you an idea, he was in prison with Reggie Cray. Um, he was in prison with his dad. Oh, Michael Emmett was in prison with his yes, actual father. With okay. his actual dad. And why was he in prison? Do, you, do we know this yet? Or... Uh, he was part of an enormous um, £13 million smuggling operation. Okay. Um, they were both arrested in 1993 and he was sentenced to 12 years and he was serving in the same prison as his dad. But I mean, basically, he was like lifestyle of drugs, sex and violence. Yeah. Um, he wow. was a career career criminal. He just was yes. born into a criminal family. Yeah. He went on to sort of follow the family trade. He was hanging out with the craze. But he, inside at HMP Exeter, he basically found religion and went to the prison chapel. And, you know, it's not cool in prison to mm-hmm. get religion, but he did. Well, a lot and of people somehow, do, don't yeah. Yeah, but I suppose, like... It's quite funny because I just listened to a bit of a podcast where he's talking about how embarrassed he was when the prison wardens, not that many people do. So there was maybe five or six of them. Mm. The prison warden would go, church service starting in five minutes and it would come over the tannoy. <laughs> Michael would be like, can you just, can you just like yeah, not yeah. say okay. it so loud or could, could you not just knock on our cell doors mm. because there's only six of us, like five of us. You could. So it wasn't cool. Oh, okay. But he he couldn't deny it. Mm. And still now he's a, you know. Yeah. um, He's a a reformed man. I think there's there's something about having your freedom and liberty removed from you and then becoming poor and destitute and all the rest of it that that Mm. somehow allows you to see God in a way that you don't in in this modern world that's full of things, that's full of barriers, basically. I think there was a, a phrase that Carl Jung said that modern people won't see God because they won't look low enough. I think when you go to prison, you're so low, you can see him, you know. <laughs> and this <laughs> idea that that mm. God loves you, whoever you are. Yeah, 
And I think yeah, sometimes even if you get to the point, broke, yeah. yeah, sometimes you get to the point where you you feel a bit unlovable. Yeah. And suddenly you think, oh, actually, I am loved, and there is mm. a chance for redemption. You know, I guess yeah, like absolutely. Christianity is all about redemption, forgiveness, mm. and new beginnings. Fascinating. Um, I, I used to know Mad Frankie Fraser when I moved to Islington. Mad Frankie Fraser was part of the Richardson gang, which was a gang oh, that opposed the craze. Richardson They'll be in there. Is the, Eddie Richardson was one of... Oh, he's one of the Richardsons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they used to pull people's teeth out with pliers. But when I first moved to Angel Islington, I used to read all the craze books and I'd see Mad Frankie Fraser outside the tube. I just think, that's Mad Frankie Fraser, you know. So when, <laughs> basically, he would... He was super friendly. We, I, we ended up getting talking. He lived around the corner from me. So I'd say hello to him. And we'd talk about the books and the craze and all the rest of it. And the stories I'd heard, you know, George Cornell getting shot in the blind beggar on the Mile End Road and all that stuff. He knew all of it. You know, it was just like fascinating. So I do love all those Some stories. crazy They're people. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Crazy. It's so, um, so listen, but, Michael Emmett, Sins yeah. of Fathers, it's out now in hardback. I would highly recommend it. It's a, it's a page turner. Wonderful. So I um, have been looking for a new sitcom to watch for a long time. I mm. love Peep Show, but me and my kids have watched Peep Show so many <laughs> a times. Lot. I could oh write you the script of any episode you asked if you said... You oh, really could. Me. Yeah. And I've just go got on. to say that not only could you do that, but you also know the name of every episode. So oh, it's yes. not just, oh, let's watch the one where... This yeah. happens where Sophie does this. You're like, no, let's watch Drinking with Sophie. Or you literally know the name of every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good show, Peep Show. I can't stress enough if you've not seen it or you've seen it once and thought, oh, it's all right. Just go and watch it again from start to finish. It is. I the agree. writing of that show is the most sophisticated, sophisticated comedy I, I, I've come across. So anyway, about mm -hmm. 2017, Mitchell and Webb did another show called Back. B A C K. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I watched Mitchell and Webb. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's them too. They're not, they're not oh, Mitchell and Webb. They're characters. No. It's a sitcom. Yes, yes, yes. So I watched episode one of it way back when, and I remember thinking, ah, it's not Peep Show. It's all right. And, and then I never watched it again. And anyway, in my Instagram feed recently, it came up that Bat's coming out for a second series. And I thought, oh, there's a second season. I'll go and watch the first season. So me and Joel started watching episode one, episode two, and then, oh, my God, it was brilliant. And I don't know what had happened in 2017. I was probably too close to Peep Show and that thing yes. that they do in Peep Show where you hear their internal dialogue and all the rest of it. 
anyway, it's it's written and, and created by Simon Blackwell, who's one of the writers and creators of Peep Show. So there is huge similarities between the two shows. Stephen, really, you've never been happy. I have moments, but not for longer than a few minutes. A couple of times a year. You're determined to suck the fun out of things, aren't you, Stephen? Sorry. I apologise for sucking the fun out of my dead father's last wishes. What a fucking buzzkill. So, Dad, there's something I, I need to say to... Do I know you? I'm your brother. No, you're not. Basically, it's um, David Mitchell. His dad has just died, and he has inherited this pub that his dad had. So his mum's still there and his sister's still there. And basically, he's got to run this pub, which he doesn't really want to. And he's had a fairly kind of depressing childhood. And he's quite an odd, cumbersome type character anyway, David Mitchell. He's quite cantankerous. But his mum and dad fostered children when they grew up. So episode one is his dad's funeral. And uh, Robert Webb comes along at this point and says, ah, I really miss dad. And Mark goes, he's not your dad. And he was, yeah, not remember me. He fostered me from like May 76 to May 77. He was my dad. He was the best dad I had anyway, you know, and I've come back to pay my respects. And, and then he goes, hi, hi, brother. And it's like, you're not my brother. We fostered you for about a year. That was it. You know, anyway, he hangs around and he worms his way into to the pub. He manages to get some shares in the pub. He wants to redecorate it. And everybody loves this foster kid. Everybody, the mum, the sister, all the locals in the pub, everyone. And David Mitchell hates him and wants him out. <laughs> Anyway, it's superb. I oh, love God. every second of it. And Chester and, will love it. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it's nice and rude. It's uh, it's funny. It's very sophisticated, a bit like Peep Show in the sense that the comedy is really fast and it's uh, super witty. Um, How many eps? Uh, six. It's a classic British sitcom. Season one, six eps. And I believe season two is coming out very, very soon. It was such a treat to find it, especially in January when everything's so depressing. Yeah. There are lines in it and jokes in it that that deserve awards on the on their own. Mm. Simon Blackwell, the guy who's written it, is perfect in me for, for Mitchell and Webb for writing for those two guys. And the mm. delivery on the lines from the pair of them is ace. And it's full, full of funny little layers as well. David Mitchell's got a um, an ex-wife who's stays in the same village and who's sleeping with this great big handsome dude but he's remained friends with his ex-wife and he has to watch her kind of having the greatest sex of her life and all sorts of stuff so there's loads of things he gets lumbered with a dog he doesn't want by some girl he finds quite attractive who just disappears on him and leaves the dog behind and i don't know it, I, I just love it so what i would say to people out there if you're looking for just something fun to watch it's on 4od so it's free to watch on 4od you can buy it yep. on amazon prime 30 minutes long, probably, in fact, probably 24 minutes long when you break it down, skip the adverts. It's just great. I'm surprised I didn't pick up on it at the time. Um, but you're right, it's probably after Peep Show. It just, you were yeah. so in love with that. It wasn't quite Peep Show. And you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle it. I couldn't let the characters go of, of uh, Mark and Jez, but um, they've been reborn in my eyes in, the, in this show. So um, it, it's great. So please go and watch it. Um, 7.3 on IMDb, which is not That's too bad good. For, a, for a sitcom. Yeah, they're 24 minutes long. So David Mitchell, Robert Webb. I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else in here that you would uh, recognise, but I don't think so. Yeah, but um, you, you recognise them when you see them, but there's no great big names in there or anything, but um, it's cracking. Over and out on that one. I quickly want to talk about an, uh, a very quick Instagram account that I, I found that I really, really like, and I yep. like the ethos of it. 
And then I think we should talk about the really big thing that we are both okay, slightly yes. obsessed by. Yeah. Okay, so a friend of mine, you know mm -hmm. her, Astrid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is friends with a lady who was doing some work and I've yet to go to her greenhouse and go and buy some plants. I really wanted to, but then lockdown happened. I was supposed to go, then lockdown happened. And so I started following them on Instagram. But I just love what they do. Now, again, this is just great gifting for people that isn't your usual gift. Um, it's plants. Oh, but yes. This is called, the Instagram account is called the Glass House Botanics. Okay. All spelt as it should be. No weird spelling in there. The Glass House Botanics. And the tagline is helping people grow, creating second chances for ex-offenders working in disused prison greenhouses. Well, they had me there, you know, because yeah. I love this idea. Firstly, planting and giving life to something. There's, it, there's something very satisfying. And I don't know whether you and I are showing our age, but we've discussed this before, that we would quite like to do some gardening at some point soon yeah. in our lives. I have an absolutely appalling track record with plants, like yeah, you know, I bought you a bonsai tree a while back and you killed that, I think. I did, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I would challenge anybody to... Grow like, a bonsai tree. Grow a bonsai tree. There's nothing more complicated. Yeah, you're right. You've got to faff about with it quite a lot. It's a but faff. You, anyway, you, in fairness, you did warn me that you would kill it. You said, I did. this will die. Like, yeah. I was totally expecting I, I thank you so much, but it's going to die. Yeah, yeah. So what I like about this is that... They do all the difficult bit of the kind of seedlings and the growing the plants. But is this idea of people that go to prison and reading a bit of Michael's book and the experience that I've had of meeting prisoners going into prisons. I've been into quite a few prisons is that it does seem that often when you start young, you're just going to keep going back. And yeah. that's what's heartbreaking about it. It's very hard to break the cycle once you've started in that kind of career, it's very, very hard to break, yeah. break out and, and stop offending. Mm -hmm. And I love this idea of using these old prison greenhouses to actually go and grow something beautiful and then sell it and make money from it mm -hmm. and get a feeling of self-worth from it. But not only that, provide something lovely for us as customers because plants they they list some of the amazing things that plants can do for us but real plants because everybody's got into fake plants haven't they yeah me i mean too. everybody yeah. loves a fake plant because you don't have to keep it alive but in our workspace you, it gives you cleaner air increased productivity apparently people take less sick leave reduced fatigue lower stress levels i can see that with real plants that it does mm. feel different lower blood pressure higher work satisfaction improved concentration I mean, it's very quick because it's just an Instagram account, but yeah, it's yeah. worth going to follow and it's a nice gift. So they've got a lovely little, um, tiny little pot with a sort of seedling in it. And that's called um, Fresh Beginnings, which I really like the name of. And that's £22.50. And then you've got desk brighteners. Now, the desk brighteners are quite nice, chunky, something mm -hmm. to put on your desk, but something substantial. That's 30 quid. A leafy boost, which is something that you could kind of put on the floor, like something a bit more substantial which is 65 quid and then a whopper green vista the green vista is 125 quid okay um, how big 
it's big it's like it's yeah it's half the you know just three quarters of the standard lamp okay you know big, big. yeah yeah um, so they're well worth a follow. They're well worth supporting. They're doing great work. I'm sure they'd love some help if anybody fancies volunteering or anything like that. They're, they're just a really, really nice organisation. They're very prison-based, your recommendations this, uh, this week, aren't they? They, ha- so they have been. Uh, yeah, they, they have <laughs> yeah. been. Okay. That's yeah. funny because I've been doing all this thinking about being in prison as well. Like, it doesn't feel quite so daunting now. I know I could... Do you know, there's amazing, there is amazing work going on in prisons in terms of yeah, so treatment whatever. centers and yeah. there's a there's an organization called wrapped and they do treatment centers inside prison for prisoners and i've gone to do talks yeah in prisons and stuff well a very good friend of mine's wife is involved in prison reform she has a charity called the clink i think which is a prison restaurant that you can go to and uh, these are prisoners who were taught how to do so very similar um, to, to this to cook a uh, fine dining you go to a fine yeah. dining restaurant in the prison oh great yeah yeah i mean it's uh, i can't remember how many there's there's three or four of them around the country but um, oh, i, I want to go yeah yeah i'll see if we can well i guess we've got to wait till the covid's all, all gone away but i'll see if we could go for a meal at, at, at one of the clinks i'd love to do is, that um, yeah absolutely you know so that, so when they get out of prison they can go and work straight in, in a, a really great restaurant yeah can I just say something, Michael? Please, yeah. could you find out more about that and come back to us with a proper recommendation next week with how we get in touch with them? Okay, I'm going to. Uh, I, I, we need to know more about that. Consider it done. So, for Christmas, your son got something. He's a very he lucky got, boy. He got an Oculus Quest Two. Yes. virtual reality headset. Yes. Now, I'd seen these on my Instagram feed. They keep, I'm obviously target audience for these things. They keep popping up on my feed, and I kind of thought the old headsets that I'd played with, the Oculus Rift or whatever it was, it needed to connect to a big PC, so you need a great big PC. And it was so expensive. Yeah, and it was so cumbersome as well. Like, you needed a specific room to do it in and all the rest of it. And although the experience was breathtaking, it was too, it was too much, it was too cumbersome, really. And, and But the PC was too grand. Yeah, exactly. Then, then there was the headset and all, all yeah. the sensors that had to go around the yeah. room and everything. So anyway, I didn't realise what, what was happening. But when Chester says, oh, I've got this Oculus Quest 2, I was like, where's the PC and all the other bits? He says, no, 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 it's literally just the headset and the handles. That's it. I was like, you're kidding me. How much is it? It's about £299 for a 64 gig one. I think it's £399 for a 256 gig one. So anyway, I strapped it to my head and I played with all the things. I did a tutorial in there and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Now, if anybody's <laughs> got one, they'll know. They'll know what I'm talking about. But if anyone's not got one and they've not used one, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it is the fourth wall. It, it's a fifth dimension. It's like your iPhone is like a record player all of a sudden. It's like some analog technology all of a sudden. But what, I, in... but what I like about you is yeah. that, you know, my son is at home. All I, The only kind of angle of VR that I'm getting is games. Okay. But you've ta- you've taken it next level. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, 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 you you've immersed yourself into socializing with friends in yes. a virtual world remotely. Oh, Tell them about oh, having a yeah. drink with Andy. I'll get I'll, okay. So first of all, you put the headset on and you do some tutorial things, and you might, you've got to understand that you're a, a virtual person in a virtual world. You can see your body, you can see your legs, your arms, your hands. If you looked in a virtual mirror, you would see a reflection of a kind of android. 
Now, in certain games, you can float around in these games like and be free of gravity. And within the headset, you are floating around. Like, it's the only way I can describe it. I mean, there is a, an experience of going on the International Space Station where I, I went and floated around the International Space Station and looked out of the window and saw Italy and Greece and uh, the Mediterranean. Uh, and you go around the world, like, and it was filmed in the space station. So you're no. in it. Yes. So it's crazy, you know, all the spacesuits are there, the bits where you can get food and stuff like that. And everywhere you look, everywhere, you turn around 360 degrees, up above, down below, you will see everything. So you're in the, you're in the world, even though you're in your living room. So anyway, I, I did that for a while. And then my mate Andy said, oh, yeah, go on. You've I was just going on. to ask that when you get the space station thing, like, do I have to pay for that? Is that a paying no, thing? No, that's free. Oh, yeah, there's lots of free experiences, basically. So you go into the virtual world and you're, you've got this living room on like on the edge of a cliff that overlooks like a volcanic island or something like that. So you, you, this is your living room, essentially, once you put this thing on and you sit on the sofa in your amazing world. And then you can bring up a screen and it'll say games, experiences, uh, learning or whatever. And then there's all these different apps you can choose from. Some you buy, some are free. There obviously is YouTube VR where people have gone and filmed things in VR. So I watched like three mm -hmm. songs of a Coldplay concert from a Coldplay concert in Toronto, front seats wow. in the audience, and watched the whole thing because somebody had filmed it there. And as mm. you turn around in, in your VR headset, you see the crowd behind you. Mm. you band. I mean, you're essentially there. So weird, you know. So anyway, I did that. One of the things I did do is a boxing game. And I have this weighted vest that I reviewed. So I put the weighted vest on, I put the weighted hand wrist weights on, and then you eventually go into a boxing ring and have a boxing match with somebody. Now, you don't need the weighted vest and all that. I did that because I wanted to burn more calories. But it was the most exhausting thing I've done. You know, but was... uh, the footage of you that you sent me oh, yeah. was much better than I pictured it. I mean, you really look like you think oh, that, that you are hitting someone. So I'll put this on the on the making the cup page uh, for, for you to see. This is me boxing in my living room. It's Joel's video. <laughs> You've got to be careful because I punched two pictures off the wall. Uh, did um, you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I was like, Wah! and then I punched and I swung really hard. And, and when you're going out of your boundaries, a, a wall comes up, a visual wall to say you're you're moving outside the boundaries that are safe. But I was in the middle of a fight. <laughs> Punched these two pictures off my wall. Joel was like, calm down, Dad. I was like, Jesus, sorry, sorry. You know. So I boxed for a bit, which is just fantastic. I mean, fantastic. But then last night, me and Andy said, decided, he, he found this thing called the big screen, which is free. So we entered the big screen, which is the multiplex cinema. So you go into the foyer of the cinema, and I find Andy, who's, by the way, in North Finchley, and I'm in St Albans. Um, but... In the, in the world, we're in, a, we're in a, a, a foyer of a cinema. So we go and basically find a film to watch. There's 21 screens in this thing. And there's all other people in the foyer, right? So the people come and talk to you and you can hear them. So they go, oh, hi, who are you? And you go, oh, I'm Michael. And they go, where but are that's you That's like, that is somebody else that's using Oculus, not, yeah, not, it's not a bot. The, the game. It's someone in America who's gone into the big screen game. So you are socialising. You can see their bodies and stuff. Their so avatars. you could effectively chat someone up. Oh, completely, yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely one thing that's going on there. Is that not a bit of a worry? Um, I, well, I don't know. I mean, the, like the, the people we... Oh, yeah, there's plenty to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There's plenty to worry mm. about, I think. So um, the big screen is is not for kids. There's other games for kids. So we, we did this thing called Echo VR, me and Andy. And there was loads of kids in there. And they were all trying to beat us up. You know, they were hitting us with baseball bats and throwing things at us and all sorts of stuff. It was like, God. And of course, you don't feel any of this because you're it's a virtual version of you. It's not real. But somebody can give you a lot of abuse, but you can click a button and mute them. And then you can make them disappear with another button. You know, they just oh, vanish. great. From, from the game. They're still in the game, but they just can't see you anymore and you can't yeah. see them anymore. So there's, there's ways you can protect yourself, I suppose. Mm. But anyway, we... But we, then uh, teaching, you got. I think it's just a good idea, isn't it, to just make kids aware that, like, it's oh, yeah. um, being safe online. But anyway, tell so, me more about the screen so, because this sounds so, so we, amazing. We went into a, a cinema, so we went to watch a bit of World War Z that was on, you know, the, uh, the zombie movie with Brad Pitt. And uh, you walk through the doors, you know, you press a button, the door opens, you go in. Next thing you know, you're sat in a cinema. Andy sat next to me. Huge screen. There's people sat in the cinema who also come in to watch World War Z. And then, you know, you can talk to each other and go, oh, my God. But what does Andy's face look like? So we've made avatars of ourselves. This is one really funny thing. So you can make an avatar of yourself. So I gave myself a stripy jumper a bit like this. I gave myself a bit of a beard, blue eyes. And then I found this hairstyle, which was quite long around the front, right? So I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks a bit like me, you know, blonde on the ends, a bit brown at the roots, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I chose that. <laughs> I meet Andy and I'm thinking, oh, look at Andy. He's got a ponytail. Andy's got like a big ponytail, like a top knot. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, you know, you've got a ponytail, don't you? And he went, yeah, you know, you've got one, don't you? It's like, I've got a ponytail. You're joking. So we were both we both chose a lady's hair. We had no idea that we'd given ourselves these ladies' hairstyles. Oh, it was really funny because then lots of people were coming to talk to us. And then we went to a bar for a fictional kind of imaginary drink. Yeah, and, and hooked up with like a lady at the we bar. Were hooked up with a lady. She I was mean... very forthcoming. Yeah. Oh, was she? Um, I, I, I was good. I was go I was mooching about the Andy was was full in there with the lady. Was we were he? About. Yeah, and where's she, was, she from? She was from New York, I think. She was in New York at that time, what? but so, in our virtual bar. But she was a woman. Yeah, yeah, she was a woman. You could okay. t- hear you can't her, her voice. Fake, she was a woman. You can't no, fake no, no, the she, voice. You, you okay. couldn't fake the voice, yeah. So, and she was very nice. She was just having a chat and we were saying, oh, how do you mute, mute people or how do I move over there? And she was going, oh, if you do this and you do that. So she was slightly teaching us how to, to get around the bar. And then you can, you know, you can go to a jukebox and put on some different music or, you know. Quite it, it was brave weird... to go in there on your own. Do you know, that's the funny thing, because it's not you. But it it does still require a certain level of bravery. Well, it's just a virtual version of you. It's not you. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to go in there on my own and, like, be awkwardly trying to not talk to people or mute people. Yes, but I have to say, my headset ran out of battery weirdly, and I left Andy there on his own, and I thought, I'll ring him in five minutes. He never picked up the phone. He stayed there chatting with that girl for another half hour. It was, it was so weird. He's a dark horse. He is a dark horse, isn't he? But what was funny about it is that today, in my mind, like genuinely, I met Andy last mm. night at the cinema and in a bar and we went out. That's exactly how I genuinely feel. That that's I need to do this with night. you. Yeah. I want well, to go to a bar with you. Okay, great. In, well, we, we'll, in VR. We'll do it. Yeah, I you, think it would be you, fascinating. You put Chester's on and I'll put mine on. We'll go yeah, we can bar. meet in a bar. Yeah, or we can go and watch a movie together or something like that. Oh, my God. I've got to say, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, quite funny. It's called Oculus, but I keep wanting to call it Oculus Prime because of Optimus Prime. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I Um, am the mother of a boy. 
It's called. It's called Oculus. Oculus Quest Two. There's a Quest, Quest One, which I think might need a PC, but two. the Quest Two is you just the headset and the handles. It has been the most amazing thing I think I've seen in the last two or three years with regards wow. to technology. Why Apple haven't done something like this, I don't know. It's owned by Facebook, mm. uh, Oculus. Uh, mm. So it's a he- real serious player. And I think some of the mm. games and, and, and experiences that are going to come out over the next 12 months are going to be mind-bending. It is worrying. I would say that. I can feel, after an hour, you start to feel a bit disorientated and a bit que- queasy. So I'd say an hour is plenty on it. Any longer mm. than that, I think you really start to feel weird. Uh, and also, also I'm not I quite think sure you what wouldn't it means. want to spend too long there. No, because it's not real. It's not Something real. about it that's not real. So Fabio, my, my industrial engineer that you've met, who's making some, some uh, inventions for me at the moment, he's been working on an arm, um, like a huge glove that goes all over your arm, up to your shoulder, around your back, and on the other arm as well. And it, it's, um, it's, a, it's these gloves that when you put on the Oculus Quest 2, and let's say you put your hand into snow, in the virtual world. You can feel cold. You can feel the cold. And if you touch a table that's got a texture on it, you'll feel that texture. But the other interesting thing is that if you were lifting virtual weights, it will give resistance to your arms. So it feels like you're lifting weights. So this oh is Oh my the God, I need to quickly speak to uh, yeah, your yeah. goals. Uh, it's crazy. So he's been developing stuff like that. So it won't be long, I don't think, until there'll, there'll be suits you can wear that will, wow. you will have the experience of, t- of something touching your skin and swimming mm. through water and stuff like that. It, it's, it's crazy. He said he tried the glove and he said it's unbelievable that when you're touching something, you can actually feel the thing you're mm. touching and that your brain it believes. Fright- it this, frightens oh, me. There's plenty bit. to be scared of, I think. But okay. I, I have to say, get one. But if you want to get fun. one, you get and them from Argos and Amazon and stuff like that. Not just for kids. No way, not for kids at all. I mean, I, I, I'm using it to exercise and it's fantastic for that, but also and to, to relax. socialise. Yeah, but like I went and floated around the Titanic, mm. the sunken ship at the bottom of the ti- Titanic mm. the other night. And it's, it was just fascinating 20 minutes of just looking at all mm. different coral reefs growing on the Titanic and stuff. And it's mm. like, wow, this is an amazing experience that I would pay for on, on a daily basis. You know, if you were to go to a place and they say, do you want an experience? It'd be 20 pounds. I'd go, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that. It's brilliant. Oculus Quest 2. Uh, go and f- either borrow somebody's or go and have a go uh, or buy one. Brilliant. Just quickly Utterly like brilliant. to say, yeah. I've had a message from a friend of mine, Emma Street. Oh, yeah. Who says, thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. She got a laser. Oh, she got the laser lights. Oh, yeah. my God. I tell she you. She loves it. Instant but- party around her house. It's just her family in lockdown, but the laser's <laughs> doing it. It's a nightclub, right? Yep. As as your yep. kitchen's a nightclub Instant all of nightclub. a sudden. Let's do shout-outs. Um, let's have a look. Oh, God, there was something I said I would read out. Oh, let me just read this out, right? So this is from yes. a, an Instagram page called Our Healthy Eating. And it says, hi, guys, just want to tell you how much I love the podcast. I discovered it just before Christmas, and I'm now doing the back catalogue. I'm on my drive to and from work, and I get at least one episode. My husband is sick of hearing me say, I heard this on Michael and Davina today. We should try it. <laughs> Although he's loving his sonic toothbrush and bamboo stuff and his gut health diet is, is fantastic, yeah. And he says, however, my reason for getting in touch is I was listening to episode nine or 10 of season one when Michael casually mentioned that he grew up in Leyland. And it says, as a Leylander, I was stunned no. to hear him mention Hot Flame, yeah. 
And he said, I genuinely believe our, our claim to anyone famous was when Kevin Sim managed to get briefly in the charts as part of Liberty X. <laughs> He's obviously oh. <laughs> uh, And he says, as we're about the same age, I'm guessing his memories of growing up in Leyland are similar to mine. So can Michael please oh, confirm wow. if he ever bought hairspray from Graham's? Graham's was the local kind of pharmacy that just did like cheap <laughs> hair products. All my hair gel came from Graham's and all my brill cream. And oh yes, my God, my, this is my, brilliant. All my mum's hairspray and all oh the beauty God. products. I was always in there in my school uniform being dragged around by my mum. I love uh, that. Yeah, I know. And he said, um, did he ever go to Leyland Festival? Jesus, Leyland Festival was like the highlight of the year in Leyland. Everybody went was to Leyland it? Was it God, yearly? It was wild. It was the first time I ever got drunk to the point where I puked. Oh, amazing. 15, yeah. But that was yeah, the kind amazing. of day it is. Everybody got yeah. drunk. It right. was wild. And then yeah. it says, did he Music. ever catch the walk? Um, I don't remember, like, bands being on and stuff like that. But there was a big parade, and right. then there was the Leyland Princess, Festival Princess. And oh, okay. A pageant it was all, type. It was all built around Leyland Motors, so it was all like a, a celebration of Cars the trucks they'd build that year, yeah, yeah, trucks okay. and buses and all that stuff. It was, it was brilliant, though. And then it says, did he ever catch the 111 bus? And yes, I caught the 111 to work every day when I went to rafters in Preston to work at the hairdresser. So yes. Uh, and then it says, main stop the food giant and does he know the significance of the number 455555 Leyland Taxis? And what, what oh, was so great... my yeah, God. What was so great about that is that you were, you'd be so drunk, you'd get to a phone box and all you had to remember was four and five fives because you would just go four and then you go... You just press as many fives as it took for the phone to start ringing at the other end. And you'd go, get get me a taxi. I ain't get out of it. So yes, obviously uh, a no brainer there. Thanks. But for can I just that. I brought back say, so many great memories for me that yeah. Who? What was her name again? Well, I don't know her name because uh, she, she was called Our Healthy Eating or something oh, like okay. that. Okay. So what I love now. about that is I think that was a very good quiz. Yes, it there, was a good there were, quiz. There were good questions in that. The yeah. relevance of four five 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 is great. Oh, I mean, everybody always remembers that. It's an absolute belter. So, uh, recommend a recommendation for you both. I'm doing dry January. God knows why in lockdown, <laughs> but hey ho. This is from Tracy Bones. Bones. Yeah. I've just discovered Gordon's Gin, naught percent. I saw this on an advert the other day. Gordon's Gin have brought out a non-alcoholic gin. It's only a matter of time, right? Till everybody's going to do non-alcoholic well, spirits. You were doing. You were drinking liars, non-alcoholic gin. It's the same Absolutely sort of brilliant. thing, right? Um, so thanks, Tracy. I am going to look into that because um, I, I always like Gordon's. It's always been it's always been lovely. I wanted to drop you a quick line. This is from Joe Simpson to say that I've just listened to your latest episode and it's so heartwarming to hear you two being so kind to each other. Aww. You were always so nice to each other. I've been listening for a while and I really enjoy your podcasts and I follow up on lots Aww. of recommendations. And the discovery of Michael Heppel is a recent favourite. Oh. I signed up to his 21 ways to make 21 brilliant and loved how Davina took the opportunity to compliment Michael today. I think she means Michael Heppel at that point. And how and Michael... You, I complimented yes. you. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And it says, and how Michael uh, um, had already complimented Davina and how good a undone hair was. What a lovely pair you are. Oh. That's a very nice uh, message, that, Joe. Um, but we were going to do a Joe. big shout out to, to Michael Heppel. Yes. Apparently, you can, you, you can view your vodcast with him on the 17 ways and kelly hopland did one as well and i think if you sign up i did one with him as well along with a few other people and mm -hmm. i really enjoyed my talk with mm. Michael Heppel. but i think you need to sign up to the 17 ways thing and i think you'll get access to all of 21 ways 21 ways what's this he's done something about 17 as well though hasn't he 17 
think it's 17. 17 minutes. 17 minutes, that's right. And Thank the podcasts are all 17 minutes, mm. that's right. And one last one. This is for you. This is... Are you... I'm, I'm listening. Are you listening? Oh. It says, um, oh, just wanted to ask you both, if you would have a look at my brother's Insta, Baz Chad, creative artists. From a very young age, his passion was art, graduated from collage. <laughs> Sorry. Graduated from college to be a graphic designer. And oh, it's because the picture is a collage. <laughs> I'm desperate to kind of say the word. To be a graphic designer and now creating these brilliant pieces of art. They are all individually designed for your requirements using old magazines or Coke cans. He can create personal commissions. And this could be your loved pet or person in history. And he's done a picture of a, of a dog. It says um, he tries to capture the personality of the person with images from maybe a hometown or their or loves and hates, treasured possessions and loved ones. This is my brother Barry's dog, Shadow. And you can see how he's used country magazines as he loved going on walks. I hope you get the time to have a look and ask him to create one for Davina and Michael. Thank you, Karen Bowden. Um, but this is the picture. And he's done, you can see that. But that's the family dog. And these are all little cuttings of like, country magazines to create this kind of headdress oh, that's God. on it. It's, have you seen that? Would... Oh, have you got them on there? Yeah. Like... I've got on there now. He's amazing. Aren't they brilliant? And I thought, Bo, with this kind of headdress on, with like cuttings of magazines, oh, things that you, my of God. interiors and stuff like that. It's brilliant, is it not? But isn't that lovely when someone is just so creative with so many things that, oh, that yeah like objet trouvé like that they just use kind of things that would be normal rubbish yeah. somebody would throw away a magazine but creatively it's, it's great isn't it yeah it's it's extraordinary i love that um, look at this this is made from recycled diet coke and coca-cola and the odd beer oh wow uh, and just one last one because i thought this might be quite yes. good that we could get this done and we could read it out. Yes. So this is from yes. an Instagram page called Time for a Rhyme. And it says, hi, Michael and Vina. I'm an avid listener of the podcast and I love it. And I would love to send you both a personalised bespoke poem. I've just started my personalised poetry page during lockdown. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? During lockdown. And as I lost my job and I'm using what I have, so to speak, um, have always written poems for friends, etc. I can write the poem about anything or anyone you like. Let me know if you're interested. Thanks, guys. So should we get um, a time for Ryan to write but a poem wait, about, so about the is, podcast? Maybe? Is, her Instagram, is her Instagram page called A Time for Rhyme? It's called Time for underscore a rhyme. I think we should also say if anybody else wants a poem yeah. um, as a present, because, again, oh, yeah. that is a really good innovative idea. It's great, isn't it? I yeah. mean, we haven't heard the level of poetry, but I would be pleased with any... <laughs> Any level of poem is fun yeah. when it's when it's including kind of personal information about you or or something mm. about where you met or what you've done together or memories that you've created or an animal that you loved or do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's always nice to receive something like that. So, well, should we should we ask yeah. for a, a poem about the podcast? I mean, if they're, yeah. if they're an avid listener, they'll know plenty. We'd about love that. Us and the things that we'd we love. love that. Uh, so, if you and then could we'll do read that. it out. Uh, a time for Anne, then we'll definitely read that out and hopefully other people will come too. And uh, oh, I guess the, the other thing is say congratulations to you on losing your job and then putting your talents into something, you know, worthwhile that you can get behind. Hey, hey. That's exactly 
what hey, you hey. should do. So a massive congratulations to you for doing that. Hey, very, hey. very best of luck. Um, but yes, we'd love a poem. I hate like when this finishes. I hate it. I, could just I never know how to say goodbye. No, that's the problem with my hair talks. I'd just do them all day, really, if I, if I could. Once I start talking. Should we just count to three and say goodbye? Yeah. Okay. But One. Can, I say, can we say thanks to everybody? Thank you, everybody. Thanks Michael, listening. you are the sweetest, no, but I just loveliest think... man. Yeah, well. Oh, my God. Shut up. You are Thanks so everybody. cute. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah, but you know now you've made me look like a right bitch. No, I have not. No, I'm, not joking. I'm joking. Yes, I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. Oh. Okay, are you ready? Um, so we're going to say goodbye. Um. um no, Michael, no. Don't think of anything else. I can see your face. Okay, Don't okay, do it. Okay, I'm not going to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll let them okay. know. Okay, just let it for next week. We've got next week to do. Have a lovely weekend, okay? everybody. Okay. One, two, two. three. Bye-bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.